especially when you're raising young women to build a certain level of confidence within themselves and love for themselves so that no matter who they're dating, they have a certain level of self-esteem to say, this is what I'll tolerate. This is what I'm asking for. This is what my spoken expectations are. And I'm okay with living it through that. And if you don't, that's cool. Cause I love myself and I can just be by myself if I need to. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. Yeah, that works, right? Okay, so we have a new setup on the Push Podcast. Uh, Carissa, our videographer and editor, came all the way from Canada. We attended VidCon, which was really cool. And she decided to come in our office and mess shit up. So yeah, we are like, we have a new setup. You can see it if you're listening. Uh, you can see it on YouTube, but we're missing a sign and right. we're waiting on that to come. So I'm really triggered by the fact that this wall is very <laughs> this empty. empty wall. But you know what? But you know, we hey. fill the room. We fill our like we fill this room with love, so much and love energy and energy, and, and all kinds of things that just makes you so damn excited, right? That's right. So there are several angles. There's an angle. Well, there's three different angles now, yeah. and I'm just curious to see where you're going to be looking. I'm looking at the most beautiful thing in the world. Oh God! That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> make sure you have good posture because this is now do getting us from the, world? the side. I do, but I'm talking. Oh, okay. Okay, that's how you're going to sit. <laughs> now okay. I'm just like a newscaster. Now well, I'm supposed to mirror you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So if you haven't watched. The Push Podcast. You could definitely watch the on Push Podcast YouTube. on YouTube. Right. And you can see all the funny things that we're doing right now. But. Also, here's just a random thing. Coming back from VidCon, I realized like a long time ago, we should have started a family channel yeah. on TikTok. We're going to start there. It's called uh, We Are the Copelands. Boom. And it's not so much about the kids. It's really about us. It's about nice. us about to be empty nesters, but we're still parents. It's about us and our relationship and marriage and cleaning the house and hustling businesses. And so we are the Copelands. Do you want to be the Copelands with me? Let's do it. High five. If you're you're watching, if you're not watching the Push Podcast, I just gave my wife a high five. I'm sure they heard. Anyways, okay, here's my kind of what in the world. It's a question. I have two. All right. Okay, so let's start with number one. I love questions. Okay. Yes. Number one, what's your favorite car? Like a dream car. It doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Well. G-Wagon. Go. Okay. So you're going to get a G-Wagon. What color is your G-Wagon? Uh, I, I'll wait until they come out with some type of hybrid or electric Okay. G-Wagon. They have it. It's officially here and you get your G-Wagon. Yeah, sign me up. Okay. How much is a car payment on a G-Wagon? Uh, $3,500. Actually not. It's going to be a lot more than that. So like, let's say that it's five grand. You okay. can afford it. It's a stretch, but whatever. Five yeah. grand to dream let's car. What color is it? Ooh, um, I like those kind of matte colors. 
Okay. Um, so like a gray a matte, matte black. A matte, matte black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you go to sign the paperwork. You're Let's excited. Five thousand dollars is a stretch. Okay. Like your wife's like, mm, do you really need this car? Have you been that good? I have to take a lunch now. You got to take a lunch. <laughs> like you know. Could you imagine? You're okay. Like, I so take a listen. Lunch now? Okay. Five grand. You're okay with it, but it's a stretch. Got it. The guy comes to you and says, I want to offer you the opportunity to save on your car payment. Okay. Okay. So it takes you out in the Mercedes dealership. Okay. He's like, we have this car and it's, you got to compromise on the color. Okay. But it's exactly what you want. As a matter of fact, it has more features than the G wagon that you picked out. The catch is the car is neon green. It's like a lime neon green. Okay. Would you take it? What features are we talking about? It has all the features. It's actually 100% electric. Everything that you wanted in your matte black Mm G-Wagon. And here's the thing. I'll offer it to you for $4,000 a month. So you get to save Mm -hmm. dream car, but you got to take it in neon green. Grab that post-it right there behind you. So this is the color of your G-Wagon. It's neon green for those watching. Yeah. Are you going to take it? You save $1,000 a month on your car payment. You just got to drive around in a neon green G-Wagon. Um. Yeah. If I get more features than okay. I was getting, I would say yes, because it'll probably be a $12,000 paint job to get it to the paint. No, you be. can't paint it. Oh. You oh. Ha- you can't paint it. You can't try to get around my question. Oh. Uh, you're either going to save. I know save, those rules. Yeah. Okay, okay. You're either going to save $1,000. And get the neon green no. highlighter. If I'm already going to spend that kind of money on a car, okay, I am not going to get a neon green car okay. of a dream car that I want. All right. I wonder what everybody else would do. Like, would you save? Then they said, okay, fine. Here's the thing. We This G-Wagon, this neon green one, we're going to give it to you for $3,500. You could save $1,500 no. a month. That's a because house part payment. Of, like, part of the car, car like... It being your dream car is that it looks the way you want it to look. Right. I don't want to look like I can actually like highlight your writing in, on a piece of paper. I don't okay. want to look like a driving highlighter. So this is my question. When I see yeah. a neon green car driving down the street, I always ask myself, how much of a discount do you think they got <laughs> to take that car? Because nobody wakes up and says, my dream car is neon green. Right. Right. Never. So I always ask myself, like, what discount would be warranted? Like, let's say it's a little Scion. You know, you buy right. your kid a Scion. If I'm buying my 16-year-old kid a car, you don't really get to say so. And if at the end, at the last minute, you're going to get a black one at the last minute, they say, hey, we're going to save you 500 bucks if you take the neon green. No problem. Sign on the dotted line. <laughs> that little girl gets a neon, neon green, right? Yeah. So I'm having ice cream with Jasmine. We're sitting there, kind of people watching. She wants a Tesla really bad. Yeah. Like I said, is that your dream car? She's like, absolutely. I said, what color? She's like, black. I said, how much money would they have to make your car payment? And she was like, no, it doesn't matter. I go, think about it, though. You're like a a college kid. You work hard for your money. And you're going to sign up to spend $800 a month on a car payment. Mm -hmm. If they said... Jasmine, we'll make your car payment 500 and you could save 300. She goes, ah, she got all stressed out. She was like, I just, oh, I don't want that option. I go, but it would be irresponsible of you to not save the money, right? right. And she's like, ah, oh, I don't want to think about it. Like, it's just, it was stressing her out. I go, fine. They're going to make your car payment $400. Like, they're going to cut your car payment in half if you take the neon green Tesla. And she goes, I can't do it. And can't now do I don't it. even want a car. Yeah. So she's going to leave without a car. 
So I asked Carissa, our videographer, the same thing. And she said, I would wake up every morning and look, hers was a G-Wagon. She said, I would wake up every morning and see my lime green G-Wagon in my driveway and I would be upset. <laughs> and she said, I'd say, why the hell am I paying for that piece of crap car? Nah, so that's it. my that's my can't what in the world. It's yeah. like, who actually says I want a lime green neon vehicle? But I don't think they say that like on their own accord. I think right. they actually get like some sort of discount. Same thing with a yellow car. Let me ask you this then. Okay. Your dream car, what is it? I'm going to go with the Range Rover because you said G-Wagon. Okay, fully Range loaded. Rover, mm -hmm. fully loaded, yeah. you, everything, paint, everything you want, all the things. Yeah, I feel like I should say and, like a Bentley or a Lamborghini, no, but whatever. Right. Okay. Everything you want, but there's a catch. Okay. They said, You only get hey, three wheels. You know, our dealership, we really, really like to support good causes. Okay. And one pink, of the things- no problem. No, one Breast of the things- Breast cancer pink. One, one of the things is- you you gotta put a bumper sticker on your car. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, I am anti bumper sticker. But we'll knock off. Nope, not three hundred dollars nope. off your, your, your. I am damn sure not driving a really nice, expensive car, putting a bumper sticker on it. No, you didn't even like. I don't care. You don't even know what color. Yeah, I'm not the mom that's like, hey, my honor roll student. Color the bu don't bumper give a sticker. shit. Don't give a shit. I don't I mean, want a bumper, bumper sticker. Bumper sticker is for. a Great cause. Let it's me for, tell you, I'm upset. It is for children. No, I'm upset that your Tesla has to have the like I know, electric, like purple sticker it's on like, it in California. I'm mad about yeah, that. Like yeah. you take a nice car, you got to put this shitty sticker on it just to drive in what, one what lane. What did that comedian say? He said, there's no cause that's that great that will have me fuck yeah. up a good paint job with a bumper sticker. <laughs> Like I, I like I am with you hundred percent. Gerard MacArthur. Yeah. MacArthur. I don't mess up yeah. the paint job with the bumper sticker. So if you listen to the Push podcast and you got a bumper sticker on your car, we love you, but you got to remove it as soon yeah, as possible. Yeah, I'm I'm against it. Also, I want to know if you have a neon green or a yellow car, yeah. and I want to know was there a discount we'll associated with that? First one star because someone's pissed. Don't off give me a one left. star. I'm genuinely <laughs> wanting to know, right? Like yeah. I would take a pink Mary Kay Cadillac if they. Right. I'm gonna rock that. Oh, because you like the pink. I mean, whatever. It's more digestible than some other colors to me. Yeah. Whatever. That's that's kind of my question. Okay. Second question I have for you. You got to think and answer quickly. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Who comes first? Your wife, your daughter, or your mother? What do you mean who comes first? You know what I mean who comes first. You got to rank us in order. Who comes first? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who, who comes this, first? Who asked those questions? I saw it on TikTok, actually, on another podcast. I'll have to let you know what podcast it was. But they asked the person they were interviewing, who comes first? Your wife, asking. your daughter, <laughs> or your mother? Oh. Um, they had a really great answer. So I will tell you that. And don't my, tell me I'm first because I'm sitting let, right let me, here. Let me finish. Okay. okay so mm -hmm. I say this. You come first. Okay. Because. <laughs> I have a really good reason for this. Mom, if you listen to this, I love you. Mom is listening and, to and, this. And, and, and daughter, They're whatever daughter. Okay. Uh -huh. You come first mm -hmm. because you are the person that I'm going to build the life with for the future. Okay. That will help make a way for these other folks that okay. are in our, in our lives. Right. So that's one reason. I also help fund the life Two, for all those folks. Yes. Go that's ahead. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's what's, you, Business partner. Right. Um, two, now you made me forget what I was going to say, but two- I was going to say, um, like, I choose you. Okay. Right? So, like, 
There's like family that you you. I wasn't. Cho- I didn't choose to be born. Okay. Right. You didn't it's, choose your mama. I didn't choose my mom. But I love her to death. Right. right? But I chose you. Okay. So I think in, in marriage you have to go with the person you chose mm-hmm. because that's important. And right. you make a you make a commitment to someone and and you come first because it, without <laughs> you, like a lot of things would be missing in my life. Okay. Right. Huge things. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Okay. Who's second? Oh, you got to go in order? Yes. I asked you oh first, God. second, and third. Uh, uh, okay. So, so then, next, do you choose your mom or your kid? Uh, daughter. We're going to just say one daughter. They're going to be together in a lump. You don't have to rank them. Yeah, this is this is bad. I'm trying to... Let me think about this. I, I, I choose my mother. Really? Because they're going to be all right. These okay. kids, they have their life, you know. Okay. I think my mother made a lot of sacrifices. I could sacrifice my kids for her. <laughs> wow. Okay. Loyal mama's boy. Yeah. I mean, All and right. then and then I choose. There you have kids. it, mom. Eddie chooses you over his kids. <laughs> <laughs> so in the podcast that I watched, the guy said it was hard for him to answer, but he said, choose my wife for the same reasons. Like I chose her, happy wife, happy life. You know, that's my partner. I choose my daughter. Oh, he said, also, if I chose my mother, um, if I didn't choose my wife first, then I wouldn't be kind of taking into consideration all of the things my mom taught me mm-hmm. as a man that I'm supposed to be doing, which is taking care of my family and my okay. wife, right? Okay. I thought that was really good. good. Yeah. He said, and then I choose my daughter because, again, my mom has raised me to raise my, to be good to the women around yeah. me. And so he he put his daughter second. Yeah. And then he said, and I would pick my mom, and I'd say because she's lived her life and like she's you know. Yeah, but I don't even know the context of this. This is just no. Like, it's just a question. There's yeah. no wrong way. I mean, like but a- if you ranked me last, then we would have a, <laughs> we would not be. We are the Copelands. We are Eddie Copeland <laughs> and his mom. No, oh I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I love your mom. Just yeah. So we're clear. If you're listening, like I have a great relationship with my mother-in-law. She's great. I love yeah. her. That's yeah, t- that's tough. That's a hard question. Yeah, that's really tough. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. And I think that my mom would probably want me to choose choose the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said they'll figure it out. But I think, yeah, I think at some point, you know, I think I've done enough. No, I haven't done enough. I, I, it, I'm <laughs> still, <laughs> no, I do think that like there's like I would want like as a child myself or as a son mm-hmm. like i there's things i got to figure out on my own mm-hmm. right i got to pick up my own pieces i got to do my own thing i got to like create a life for myself mm-hmm. so that i can choose someone you know over my mom in a sense right because i think that that's part of living and growing and, and moving into adulthood is that you get to pick people in your life that you get to spend the rest of your life with yeah yeah well i still pick you i pick oh well, good <laughs> <laughs> oh, but speaking of picking, okay, right? So we were having a conversation and you were telling me about how you used to select the men you dated, which mm-hmm. was incredible because I didn't think there was any men before me, but I guess there was, <laughs> and how you used to characterize them as shoes, shoes. Uh-huh. which I don't know if men feel good about that. Like, well, they probably like it's, don't, it's but that's okay. Demeaning, but tell me more about this. So, like, in the spirit of, like, this episode comes out on the day after 4th of July. So, okay. in the spirit of independence, mm-hmm. right? And so, you All being an, in, an independent, independent 
woman mm-hmm. and going through life and, and shaping who you are mm-hmm. and the relationships that you go, you interact with mm-hmm. and how you kind of describe them or how characterize them. How I got to them. you? How did you get to me? Okay. Right. And so tell us a little bit about this uh, shoe. Well, let me give some context first, because this is going to be triggering for some people. We have three Mostly daughters. Men. It'll be triggering for guys, but you guys say a lot of things about women. So whatever, I'm not, I don't feel bad about it. So we have three daughters that are at the age where, you know, they're dating, they're experiencing life and all that relationships and partners have to offer. And I, the question is, is like how much as a mom or a dad, do you influence their decisions when Mm -hmm. it comes to dating? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have tried to impart things along the way that would make them independent, that would give them a voice, that would give them the opportunity to know that they also get to choose. They also can have a say so like you don't have to sit around and wait for someone to come try to talk to you or come holla at you. right? Right. And so. Yeah, I have a funny story, but I don't know if she'd be okay with me sharing it. But anyways, so we have three daughters and I find myself having these conversations a lot lately because they're older, they're in college and and it's a, it's an exciting time. I don't know that it's easy for you to have those conversations, but right now we're talking about <laughs> things that are important to women. We're talking right. about Roe versus Wade and yeah. abortion and like Everyone runs their own household the way that they do and they have their own beliefs. But as a mom, I want to empower my girls to understand like how things impact them and and, and mostly for independence. Right. 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 OK. So then today I start breaking down this whole conversation with my kids in front of my husband. It makes you uncomfortable because, again, you thought that I never had a life before you, which I didn't. You're the love of my life. But I actually did. (laughs) So my one of my best friends, Jamila, we've been friends since seventh grade when we were younger and, you know, dating way before you, honey. So don't get upset. If a guy tried to talk to us or something, sometimes we would ask him, what kind of shoe are you like? Are you going to be like the the running shoe that's dependable. Wait, so you used to ask them Sometimes, this. yeah. I okay. remember many conversations where we'd be like, does he look like a Birkenstock? Is he like a chonkla, like a flip-flop? Is he a designer shoe? Is he like a construction You're going to have to give some like, okay, so the point this. is, is like, think of women, we like shoes. Right. We have a whole closet full of shoes. You pull down a box of shoes, a pair of shoes, depending on the occasion. Okay. If I'm running a Target, I'm just going to throw on some Birkenstocks maybe. Okay. Birkenstocks are comfortable. They're reliable. They're not the most fashionable. Right. Right. If I'm uh, going out... On the red carpet. On the red carpet. I'm not going to wear the Birkenstocks. So I'm going to put those back in the box, put them up in the closet. I'm going to pull down another pair of appropriate shoes. Maybe those are designer heels, Mm. right? They're not comfortable, Mm -hmm. but they look really nice. Guys can be like that. Like, oh, he's just a nice date. You know, you want to go somewhere nice. You need a nice looking date. Who can you call? He's not very, he's not a good conversation. Who do you pull out of the closet? Yeah. attractive he may even hurt your feet a little bit yeah right? because it gets on your nerves see you like- went a whole different direction to me if you're a designer pair of shoes you probably have like all the you're the whole package maybe he's oh. like established <laughs> maybe he's like all it's but it's all like a a beautiful thing to look at but maybe it's a different type of stimulation maybe it's not like I can't take him to a barbecue. You know, I can't just, I got to be done up all the time. Mm. Like, because he's like this designer Ivy League, you know, whatever, upper class. 
I don't really feel myself all the time wearing okay. designer shoes. Okay. So, okay. so you made it something different. Well, I was thinking yeah. when you said like I wear this on the red carpet mm-hmm. and on the red carpet, maybe the shoe is not the most hey, comfortable, listen, but it looks the very best. You're right. I got right. lots of heels that they look really nice. But they're they, just not comfortable. They're a pain in the You know ass. what winds up happening? <laughs> you take them off, you put the, the old and faithful slippers on or the, the chanclas, and then you walk around and hope that no one looks under your dress, right? <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that I was telling my girls that you need to have many pairs of shoes, mm-hmm. especially while you're young, because you need a different pair of shoes for every occasion, right? right? There's would be a pair of shoes that you bring home to your parents right now because it's safe, it's reliable, it's comfortable, it's non-threatening, right? right. But then, you know, when you're 21 and you want to go out and you want to live your life a little bit, you need a different pair of shoes. Uh You don't need one comfortable pair of shoes to bog you down. You're young. (laughs) You should like live a little, right? So try on a different pair of shoes. What'll happen is when you get a closet full of shoes, you can make a better decision on, ooh, those ones gave me bunions. That one wasn't good. I don't like the way those look. My parents didn't like those. My friends hate these shoes. As a matter of fact, I can't give these ones away if they were free. Right. And then you wind up with this knowledge of being able to say like, these are the things I'm looking for in a shoe, mm. whether it's comfort, whether it's fashion. And so- I don't know. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I, and and I, I hope the listeners I, get it. And, 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 and she's talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> men. shoes at different times, not at the same time. Yeah. No, I mean, you don't go shopping and stock up. You could, but not right. really. But I, what, you kind of accumulate them over the years, right. you know, like but in I, high I think, school. Yeah. Everybody has a pair of old high school shoes when they're in their 20s. And then you look at them one day, you're like, do I still need these? No, nah, right. I don't. Toss right. them. Right. Right. And I think what I took from that was you have to experience life. Mm-hmm. You have to go and you have to learn new people. You need to get to know different people. You need to go outside of your element. You need to sometimes wear the uncomfortable shoes right. because it fits the occasion. But through all that, you get to learn a little bit about your standards. You get to yeah. learn about the things that you will tolerate. You know, hey, if this particular person or shoe makes me feel this way, this is not how I want to feel. Right. Or, this is Put it what back I, in the box. Right. And I want someone I can take to the barbecue. Mm-hmm. I want someone that also has the versatility to go to a, mm-hmm. a runway show or a, a red carpet event. And I think that's all very, very important, especially when you're raising young women to build a certain level of confidence within themselves and love for themselves so that no matter who they're dating, they have a certain level of self-esteem to say, this is what I'll tolerate. Yep. This is what I'm asking for. This is what my spoken expectations are. And I'm okay with living it through that. And if you don't, that's cool. Because yeah. I love myself and I can just be by myself if I need to. So I want to be very clear. I'm not telling my daughters to go and like date a bunch of people, right? But I am saying like, you don't want to look back one day and say, God, I robbed myself of experiences, Right. right? And that could mean like you go to dinner or coffee with someone and and that's a date. That's a pair of shoes that you get to say, you know what? I actually enjoyed the comfortability of these shoes. I'm going to add this to my standard list. And I feel like when you are young, you're supposed to be exploring and you're supposed to be trying on different personalities and kind of learning and kind of taking and then saying, "Ah, red flag, don't really like that. And as a young woman, I think that's how you build your set of standards, right? It's also how you build your resume, your personal resume. Like, I know what I'm bringing to the table now because I have X, Y, and Z going on for me. I know that, you know, this makes someone feel included or comfortable or loved or whatever. And so 
this came up in conversation because I met so many people recently who haven't really, they would say that I haven't really had a lot of experience. Mm. So I got with my partner when I was really young. Somehow it worked out. But looking back in hindsight, I wish I would have had more experience, not necessarily sexual experience, but like learning how to communicate with different people, learning how to maybe flirt, be flirty, right? Like learning how to do lots of things that you don't get to experience now if you kind of just stop at number one or number two. Does that make sense? No, perfect sense. So we got married when I was 27 years old. Was I 27? No, I had Jordan when I was 27, four or five, six. I was 26. Yeah. So, I mean, I had tried on other shoes and I had built up a resume, which I felt like I brought quite a bit to the table. I think you would agree. And I knew... uh, (laughs) What I was looking for in a pair of shoes. Right. <laughs> yes. And you happen to be like, okay, I can get rid of 10 of these shoes now because look at this nice, shiny pair of shoes, pretty versatile. <laughs> but also like that's, let's stick with the shoe analogy. I was at a place in my life where I needed like a bit of like, I, I was over the flashiness. Like mm-hmm. we look back at some of our pictures when we we're in our early twenties is like, I'm wearing heels in Miami walking for miles. That's stupid. That hurt. Right. <laughs> so now it's like, I need a different pair of shoe for right. the season of life that I'm in. Does right. that make sense? hundred percent. And I think that over time, over 17 years, hopefully I have been versatile as mm-hmm. in becoming different shoes when we needed yeah. <laughs> to have different shoes. Like if you like had I be- shoelaces, I would have probably had your shoelaces retipped a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'll just, you know, you get some shoelaces. Shoe yeah, you just freshen yeah. it up. Yeah. I'm going to take the laces out and put it in the washing machine and it's going to be just like new. Right. Get a little bleach. What do you call those? Mr. Clean Mr. Uh, uh, magic eraser. Magic eraser. Hook up the soles. Good to go. <laughs> yeah. Put some insoles in them. Yeah. yeah. And I think for those, it, <laughs> no, that's good because I think when I think about like wanting to be versatile, wanting to to keep our relationship lively and, mm. and, and the spark there, I, you know, it's a good reminder to say, what kind of shoes can mm-hmm. I transform into if yeah. I needed to, right? right? Or can I be the shoe that, wow, it looks like you can wear that out and you can also wear that to the gym, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but those are things I think are are super important. And I don't know if in a lot of relationships, people really think about that. If they really think about, am I being versatile? What kind of shoe am I? And I know that's something I could probably still work on, being more more romantic and doing all those types of things. And I think that if you think about like wanting to do that, Mm -hmm. to me, that is a really good intention. And it's also something to act on because I think when you really think about how do I keep my relationship alive? How do I keep it fresh? How do I keep it so that, you know, we keep wanting each other? Mm-hmm. I think it's like looking at yourself and saying, can I transform into this shoe? Can, right. I, can I be something different? Can I keep the core values, but also surprise you from time, time to time? Yeah, I think the surprising and like keeping the relationship fresh is like a challenge for all couples. And we've yeah. been together over 18 years, right? But I do think we have a lot of fun together. We laugh all the time. Like there's never really a dull moment with us. But I think we we could probably be more sexy with each other sometimes. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can I hold you to that? Can we now that we've got that on recorded? Oh <laughs> no, I mean that's the thing. Like, could I put on a stiletto every now and then? Probably, right. but not right now because I had foot surgery. So <laughs> you're gonna have to take me as I am. But. I think it is a really good way to kind of say like, well, where are we at in our relationship? What kind of shoe have I been to this, you know, partner? 
and what other kind of shoes might they want to try on that that I could try to be for that person because I don't want you to go buy new shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think that I, I would not want to buy another pair of shoes. <laughs> I like the <laughs> shoes that you are. You know, this analogy works until before you get into a place where you go, okay, I don't want to say shoe anymore. Right. But, um, but I think, I hope everyone kind of gets this. Like, and I think that you can translate. So since this is the push podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I think you can look at this from a standpoint like, I mean, I think you were looking at some research about how many careers people will have, right? Yeah. Well, the careers that our parents had were like one or two, right? Right. Then the careers that we will have could potentially be five. Right. The careers that our children will have are literally limitless. They can be virtual, you know, VAs living in another country, working in another country. They can be content creators. They can be so many things. And so... I don't know where you're going with this because I don't but think no, we need multiple pairs of shoes. No, but, but I'm just saying I think that trying out and being daring enough to do something uncomfortable, mm-hmm. to try out a new career. Mm-hmm. And it, it's interesting because someone asked me today, they were like, hey, do you want to continue to advance in your career? And I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how like, I actually said, hell right. yeah. And they were like, oh, because some people say they don't. And I go- it Drives me nuts. I, say, I said to that person that it's, it's human nature. Mm-hmm. Like you have to continue to strive, you know, for, more. strive for more, increase your capacity, um, see what you can accomplish in this life because you only get one, one. And those that say they don't, that's fine from a position standpoint. So say you're in a particular position in your career and you don't want to move up in that position. I get it. But there has to be something that you're aspiring to achieve. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in a rut. And then you're going to find yourself tired and fatigued and, and feeling like you're stuck. And I think that trying and, and, and stretching yourself uh, in your career or whatever you're doing is super important. I think it's natural. And if you yeah. don't do that, you're going to be in a really tough situation. I agree with you. Yeah. And so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of, you know, taking it back to what we're talking about, and that is relationships. Like how many people do you think that you need to be with before you settle down with one? I think that's been something I've always kind of talked to the girls about, like my daughters, like I want you to explore. I don't want you to be tied down to one person, especially while you're in college type of thing. Right. Um, not to say that they're not going to meet amazing people and it's not my life, but I wanted to give them permission to understand that like most relationships don't work out. So you can't avoid like talking to someone or pursuing a relationship with someone because you're worried it's not going to work. It probably won't. Right. But you'll gain so much from it. Right. You'll gain, like I said, not only an understanding of what you're looking for or should be looking for in a partner, but what things should be red flags that you're not willing to tolerate in a relationship and also building on your resume. So I think that it's important when we're talking about like the fact that we're parents, other parents that are listening, maybe they have you know, kids that are going to start dating soon. What are the rules? Like Mm. we, we never had rules for our kids. Like you can't have a boyfriend until you're over 18. We never said that. We said, come home and talk to us about it. We'll figure it out. Right. Right. We never said you couldn't date a guy that's older than you. We just said, come home and talk to us about it. We'll figure it out. And I did talk to them about though, like understanding what their standards would be, understanding how to hold their head high and understanding that it's just the game of life is to meet new people and have uncomfortable conversations and see what you could learn from people. And I think as parents, we need to take that as a responsibility because did your mom teach you how to date? No. No, my mom didn't either. No. I didn't have anyone in my ear giving me permission to like understand that 
dating is probably not going to work out, but what can you learn through these experiences? And so and I, I wanted to do that with them. Yeah, I think that's really important because I know you you said it, but I wanted people to like really get like we didn't give them those types of restrictions, mm -hmm. right? And I think we saw from our past and, and just as you know, being kids at one point that those kids that had all those restrictions, you mm -hmm. can't do this. They just snuck and did it right. somehow, some crazy mm -hmm. way. And it was always some dramatic fashion in which how they, they mm -hmm. their parents found out. But when you give a little bit of that freedom, one, I think you build a level of dignity within a person of saying, like, we're not going to try to control your life outside of this house to a certain extent. Like, we have control over you because you're our child and we want to make sure and we, we pay for your life. We pay for your life. But there's also a freedom for you to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that is is super powerful. And they really didn't date too much until they were like over, a, 18. over 18 and a really good mature age. But I also think that we didn't create this taboo thing that made it made it really more attractive because for those parents out there, just know every time you put those restrictions on them, it becomes taboo. And what yeah. is taboo is something people seek because they're yeah. like, why am I being why is this being hidden from me? Why yeah. can't I do this? And now they're more attracted to it. Just like, you know, anything else that you well, we you talked about sex we talked about drugs right. we talked about relationships and and i asked them today because sometimes it feels like we're you know what we're saying is like falling on deaf ears i right. said what age do you guys have to be for you to understand like oh my parents actually know what the hell they're talking about right and they were like right now like we get it <laughs> like when jordan went on her job interview we left she got so many compliments and she said mom i want to tell you thank you for raising me the right way that's good and i felt so proud of that and so you know, if you're a parent listening, like all of the things you wish you would have learned earlier in life, this is your opportunity to teach your kids like all of those things. Like, did you have heartbreak really young in relationships? Talk to your kids about that. You know, did you accidentally get pregnant? Like so often we try to hold on to our mistakes and we want to shield our kids and we don't want to tell them about the mistakes that we made thinking they'll make the same mistakes. But I find so often that when I'm open with them and honest with them, like, hey, I screwed up with this. Here's what I learned from this. Don't yeah. do this. Or if you do, just know nobody warned me. So I want to warn you. Right. And I think that that has been one of the greatest joys of being a mom is like being able to share those things that I struggled with so that they can struggle, but in a different way, maybe have a little bit of a roadmap. And that's good because I think that eventually your kids, and I'm talking to the people listening, will date. Mm -hmm. Right. Eventually, they will have relationships that move to a, you know, I hate to say it, More a sexual, serious, oh, uh -huh. a serious okay. and sexual place. And if you're hiding or you're trying to keep them away from mm -hmm. it, then they're going to end up learning from someone you don't want them to learn it from. Right. And you definitely don't want them, especially if girls, you definitely don't want them learning about that life or the things that come along with serious relationships from, from the boyfriend. From the boyfriend, yeah. Oh, my God. If the boyfriend is teaching them that, you're in serious trouble. Yeah. Right? Because and if the they're going to outline the, 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 the guidelines. They're going to outline like what you know is real, mm -hmm. what's not. like All the things that go along in a serious relationship, that will be the principle that they will be kind of you know reverting back to. Like, yeah. this is who I learned from. Yeah. Right? So I think this is called parenting, dating, and shoes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But I think those are things that are super important. I mean, I think that with social media now, mm -hmm. I think that- the other element to it is that people not only don't want their kids to date and then they don't want them to be on social media. Mm -hmm. And I get it. We both get that 100%. The problem is 
if you don't teach them how to navigate and manage those two things, wild. they're going to go Wally Benini yeah. in it because they don't know mm-hmm. like how to manage themselves because you are giving them restrictions. You're not giving them the capabilities and the skill set to manage yeah. something that's going to be something that could be very overwhelming. I feel like you got to give them a guidebook yeah. for everything, you know, like, hey, we're going to let you be on social media, but here are the guide. Here's a guide on how to behave. Here's how it could make you feel. Um, we talk to our kids like this could make you feel like really slip into comparison when yeah. you find yourself feeling that it's natural. But that means you're looking at other people's lives. Right? right. I tell the girls constantly, like, stop consuming content and focus on creating because it just makes you feel so much better. Like put right. something out. So I just want to know, like, who's given you the guidebook and then what guidebook are you creating for the people who are, you know, you're mentoring, whether that be your kids, your niece, your nephew. Because I feel like we all could have done a little bit better with more like guidance, yeah, yeah. right? Less restrictions, more guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So Love it. let us know what your thoughts are. Did you have a guidebook? Did you have a mentor with someone kind of working with you to talk to you about sex and relationships? And like, I just remember so many girlfriends like being heartbroken and not really knowing how to navigate through relationships. And I wasn't perfect, but I was like, I, I kind of always put myself in the friend zone. Like, yeah. you don't really like me. If you really liked me, you wouldn't be acting like that. Like, you'd step up your game. <laughs> like, I did that with you. I was yeah. like, you don't really like me. Right. I remember you saying that. Right? And I said, I do. I understand. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, then I would so I would say, well, what what about me do you like? Like, and then I would be very specific, right? Wonderful list of things. But it, I don't know where I got that from, though, no, but it was just like, I'm going to be like the friend. I'm going to have a conversation. I'm going to push you. I don't know. I've always liked difficult conversations then, but I think I made people feel uncomfortable. I think you, you it was interesting because you wanted to see, did I have the ability to sell you on this? Yeah. Like, did I want to be Did sold. I have a profound reason mm-hmm. why? Which I think is really legit. Like if someone says, I just like you because I like you. Yeah. Not good n- enough. Not for good me. enough. Like, 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 tell me why. Like, yeah. what is it? Do you right? know how many guys I made uncomfortable when I was like, what is it you like about me? That what do you mean? Yeah. I no, love. you you rose to the occasion. Way to go. I love challenges. You are, honey. Um, You're but great. It, now, you said something that's so powerful. Like, I think about myself as a young man. Mm-hmm. man I learned relationships from my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's not good. Hearing about what they said and mm-hmm. how they said it and what they did. How they did. hollered at a girl. Yeah. And so you learn those things. And then like, and then if you're in an environment at home where you're like, oh, I want to do things differently, then you try to be the opposite of mm-hmm. that. But I feel like I I legit think I got lucky. Mm-hmm. And then I also did pull from really good examples. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I had uncles that had mm-hmm. really good, made a good examples of that. But I chose to use those as examples. So for those that have, you know, raising men, like I think that those are things you got to be you're talking yeah. about. Like, what does it look like to be in a relationship as a young man? How should you conduct yourself? What things are fantasy world? Yeah. And, and like, you know, and this is this is a whole other topic. But I think that boys get caught up into you know, porn and mm-hmm. all these different things that teach them this unrealistic uh, aspect around sex mm-hmm. that can be very damaging as yeah. well. So, And I will say like in retrospect, I had nothing but like strong women around me, but they didn't teach me really how to be soft when necessary, right? Mm-hmm. Like I could live in my masculine energy, be independent, like have an opinion, but I will say that's probably something I struggled with 
you know, our relationship was I don't always have to be the boss. Like right. I could fall back and like actually let you run some shit too. Right. And I wasn't taught that. Right. Mm. So with our daughters, like I find myself asking them sometimes, well, are you the problem in the relationship? Like, are because we have to check ourselves too. Sometimes we can be independent. Sometimes we can be intimidating and we need to know when to kind of pull that back sometimes right. too. And I just feel like that was a lesson that I didn't get that I had to kind of learn the hard way through marriage, right? Yeah. So I just really like having those conversations with them as women. But I also have those conversations with other women, my friends, because I do think that we're still trying to kind of like figure things out. Yeah. And you never actually arrive. But yeah, yeah so I hope this episode was helpful for you. Maybe you learned something about marriage. Maybe you learned something about a relationship or how to talk to your kids or whoever you might be a role model for. So, or maybe you're just going to get some new pair of shoes. Maybe you need a new pair of shoes. Or maybe you, you keep, become a new pair of shoes. <laughs> maybe you keep going back to the old faithfuls <laughs> and you know what? Those new balance, they ain't in season yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's no saving them. You've yeah. already put them in the yeah. washing machine too many times. Maybe they're toxic. Let them go. Yeah. And maybe you have just been wearing the same stagnant, stale pair of Crocs and Crocs don't look great on on everybody in every occasion. Right. So stop being Crocs. Like spruce it up a bit if you're in a relationship. Anyways, I hope this episode served you well. If you guys would take two seconds to just rate and review our podcast and then share it with a friend. That's more important. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Push through. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through